sophomore season of the Rod Langway Fan Club. NHL 2017-18 Preseason Preamble With your host Mark Chekmita I'm telling you about something that you want to hear and remember for the rest of your goddamn life. John Snowden. Come on, this is my chance, Jimmy. The chance to talk about my team. And Jeff Rollerman. Everything's against the law. And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is season two of the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Rollman. As always, I'm with my trusty sidekicks, John Snowden. Hello and welcome back, everybody. And Mark Chickity Check Nita. Salutations, loyal listeners. So, where are we anyways here, John? We are live in our Taipei City studio. We're overlooking the Hoping Riverside Park. Um, you know where we are. We've been here before. This does this not is, look the same to me. Uh, what do you mean? This is this is this it. is dark. This, this is, is dungy. Well, we had some problems with the AC. Uh, it's been a hot summer. Uh, a little overload on the power grid or something like that. I don't know, but everything's looking fine, right? How is the green room? The green room is as it should be. Green right? room is okay. Yeah, John's really been going to town on the, the salmon rolls. The salmon rolls. Yeah, you've been you loving like the, the salmon, salmon rolls. rolls. No, but I mean, you're like twelve deep already. You're yeah, well, they're pretty tasty. More salmon than man at this they're point. They're good. They're good salmon rolls. <laughs> Well, boys, we have a really exciting season planned for you guys this year. We're hoping that this season we can mix in some interviews from some hockey voices around Asia and beyond. And how about Taiwan-born NHL Hall of Famer Rod Langway? Are we ever going to get him on the show? Of course we are. We're trying. We're trying real hard to get the man himself, Rod Langway, on this podcast. And we did have that birthday greeting and song that we posted. Uh, it was pretty well received, I think. Super well received, I think. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was excellent. Yeah. So probably a step in the right direction, right? Definitely, definitely. So hopefully, Rod, if you're out there and you're listening, um, give us a call, send us an email, give us a tweet. Any will do. We'll get you on the show. So, Mark, what's on the agenda today? Well, seeing as how it's a brand new NHL season, we have to do a season preview, right? We're going to go around the league, uh, division by division, outlining some of the stronger teams, some of the weaker teams, and maybe a few surprises along the way. Uh, after that, we've got a really exciting new segment called Judge John. So John's going to don the robe, settle a few old scores between you and I, Jeff. We never <laughs> seem to agree yes, on anything. Yes, I am. Uh, and then after that, John, what do we got on tap? Well, we always have a full mailbag here at the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast, so we're going to be going through your emails, we'll be going through some of your tweets, um, also your letters, and uh, I just want to mention, guys, while we do love your letters, and there's nothing like paper, um, we're not such a big fan of mustache trimmings in envelopes that are delivered to our door, so, uh, you know, maybe... It is getting out of hand. Uh, Jeff has done some lovely collage work with some of the trimmings, though, I might add. Uh, however, I think that phase of his life... Just, pretty much run its course. Yeah, it's getting weird. Yeah. Just, just, just a tribute to the man himself, sure. Rod Langley. Yeah, sure it is, Jeff. Um, guys, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsor. <sighs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a can of sardines in here. Come to the gangway. Are you sure? Don't worry, mate. 
I've got this. What's that? It's a gangway grabber. Huh? Don't you have a gangway grabber? Just stick it, click it, and grab. Wow, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's the dog's danglies. Tired of standing on a crowded train? Enter the gangway with confidence with the gangway grabber. Its extendable handle and suction cup provide 1,800 M-bars of grip. Stick it to any surface, click to engage suction, and ride away. Isn't it great in a gangway? Not to be used for bumper riding, scaling buildings, or spurlunking. Suction can be incredibly strong. Not recommended if suffering from carpal tunnel syndrome, tennis elbow, or vertigo. Do not use on humans or pets. track dosta 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 uh john pretty good tune uh what's the story behind these guys uh serbian punk rock band from the 1980s nice well speaking of serbia we're gonna serbia up a hot dish of nhl action as we go around the league division by division sure let's uh let's separate the good from the bad here boys and how about the rising teams as well maybe well maybe we can separate the wheat from the chaff and throw in a couple seeds Sounds All like a plan. All right, nicely done. I know you plant your seeds everywhere, John. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's begin with the um, the Atlantic Division. All right, well, I would have to say that the, the wheat of the Atlantic Division, in my eyes, would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I know, I know, they had a bad year last year. It was a bit of a write-off for them, but this is a really good team, really talented. They've got Steve Stamkos, they've got Kucherov up front, um, and defense, they've got Hedman. And I know they've got a young goalie, Vasilevsky. It's his first crack at being a number one goaltender, but I think this is going to be the cream of the crop in the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, they've had injuries the last two years derailing them, but I think the talent is definitely there. Losing Drouin might hurt a little bit, but yeah, they have every chance of success. All right. And what do you think, Mark? Uh, who's the chaff of the uh, Atlantic? Uh, this is an easy call. Detroit Red Wings uh, trending downward rapidly. Uh, they still have that two-handed goaltending monster of Jimmy Howard and Peter Mrazek, less than confidence-inspiring. A patchwork defense core, and there are a few bright spots at forward. I'm thinking Dylan Larkin probably bounces back a little bit this year. Anthony Mantha looks like he's got some talent, but uh, they're going to be overwhelmed in a pretty strong division. Yeah, Motown is burning. <laughs> And uh, what do you think about the, the seed in the Atlantic, John? Who's the up-and-coming team? Uh, look no further than your Toronto Maple Leafs there, Jeff. Oh, okay. Uh, great season, surprised a lot of people, and seems to be a team on the rise. Three rookies with 60-plus points, Connor Brown with 20 goals, um, Morgan Riley, Jake Gardner on the back end, Frederick Anderson in net, and a great coach in Mike Babcock, so things are certainly looking up there. And let's move over to the Metro Division. I 
you're going to talk about the Metro Division, of course, the Wheat has to be the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby, Malkin, what a one-two punch. Hopefully they'll have a, a healthy Chris Letang, and of course uh, the outstanding rookie netminder Matt Murray. Uh, this team is poised for another big season. I don't know, I have a few doubts. I think the strength of this team was down the middle, and they lost their number three and their number four centers with Benino going to Nashville and Cullen moving over to Minnesota. I think that could hurt them. Yeah, but Pittsburgh always seems to pull stuff out of their hat within their organization. I, I don't think it's too much to worry about. They're going to have a solid season. Well, that's a very vague promise you have there, but uh, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> All right, Mark, and who's the chaff of the uh, the Metro? Um, well, I, I'm not that low on this team, but I think they are probably the chaff just because it's such a strong division, and that's the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the defense core really leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, as good as Corey Schneider can be back there, I think he's going to be left to fend for himself on a lot of nights in what is a very difficult division. And some of the young forwards, I think they're good, but they're not quite ready for prime time yet. So it uh, could be another long year in New Jersey. Yeah, it's good they added the uh, the number one pick overall in the draft. It would have been nice if Kolchuk had come back for one more run, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I was kind of hoping he would. Um, all right, and John, who does, who's the seed in the Metropolitan Division? Um, an interesting and often overlooked team, I think, the Carolina Hurricanes. They've got some really young, exciting players there. Sebastian Ajo is a great addition. And then they're, you know, the guys that have been around for a while. Victor Rask, Jeff Skinner is always solid. Skinner! Skinner! Um, Jordan Stahl is a great depth centerman. And then um, some young talent on the back end there. Noah Hannafin and Jacob Slavin really rounding out the roster nicely. Falk's a good player too. And Falk is a great yeah, power play specialist. And they brought the veteran Justin Williams back. Williams is back. I guess they're expecting something from him. And uh, bringing in a new netminder with a six foot six monster Scott Darling, longtime backup of the Chicago Blackhawks. They have high hopes for him. Yeah, it could be this year's Cam Talbot. Yeah, yeah we'll could see. very well. All right, let's take it out west now, boys. And we will begin with the Central Division. So come and visit me in Music City. We'll drink all night and write songs no one will say. In pickup bars, the country stars play Japanese guitars. Come and visit me in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, unquestioned, the wheat of the Central Division, in my eyes, would be the Nashville Predators. This team was a Stanley Cup finalist last season. They return with almost the exact same team. They've got a few up-and-coming players, uh, Victor Arvidsson, uh, Philip Forsberg. I think they're going to be an outstanding team again. Well, not to mention the fact that Kevin Fiala broke his leg in the first round, and he was really starting to come into his own as well. And, I mean, you got to talk about that defense core. Yeah, what a blue the, line. Yeah, amazing. One of the best top fours I've seen in quite some time. And if people had questions about Pekka Rinne coming into this season, he's had some injuries in the past, and his best days may be behind him. They have another option to turn to now with a young goaltender, UC Saros, who a lot of people are high on. So that gives them some good flexibility in net as well. Yeah, I think they might try to limit Rinne's minutes this year. He's getting a little long in the tooth, and I think Saros might actually have a chance at stealing a job by the end of the year. Yeah, so exciting times in Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. When you saw some of the reception that they got from their fans last season during the final, that was incredible. Um, Mark, what do you think about the Central's, um, the chaff in the Central? That's a slam dunk. Colorado Avalanche. Ooh, yeah. What a mess. Just an absolute mess of a team. They did nothing to address any of their issues in the offseason, like an ostrich burying its head in the sand. Uh, the defense core is laughable. 
Their number four defenseman right now is Mark Barbario, who was an eighth defenseman on the Montreal Canadiens last year. So that just gives you a taste of the kind of depth problems mm. they have on the back end. The goaltending looks equally weak with Simeon Varlamov and uh, Jonathan Bernier. So uh, despite having a few star-studded forwards up front, I think it's going to be an absolute tire fire again in Colorado. Yeah, what are they going to do with um, Duchesne, Matt Duchesne? Yeah, it's a murky situation there, and that's not going to bode well for the team. Joe Sackett, great player, less than great GM thus far. <laughs> Seems that way, yeah. <laughs> All right, John, and uh, who's your seed in the Central Division? Well, I'm going to go back to my hometown. Oh, Winnipeg are you now? Jets. Okay, yep. okay. Winnipeg Jets, don't you know? Yeah, the Jets really emerged as a new team last season. Uh, Patrick Laine with an absolute dynamite rookie season, uh, 36 goals, very impressive stuff. Mark Shifley really arriving as an elite center. Our vets, Brian Little and Blake Wheeler, playing on that second line, where we might see um, rookie Kyle Connor playing as well. Of course, the back end with Dustin Bufflin and Jacob Truba, who has a lot to prove this year. Um, Josh Morrissey is a pretty good second-tier defenseman. And the Jets have brought in uh, Steve Mason to hopefully stabilize things in goal. So I think this is really a team on the rise. Can't argue with that. All right, and our last division is the Pacific. have to say that the wheat in the Pacific is Edmonton. No, not the Edmonton Wheat Kings. I'm referring to the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, Hart Trophy. Uh, this guy was just incredible last year. Yeah, but I think the real star of the playoffs was Leon Draisaitl, yes. and that's got a lot of people excited as well. He emerged. What a one-two punch. Reminds you of Crosby and Malkin in their early days, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jesse Pugliarvi can do. I wonder if he's gonna, how he's going to slot into the lineup and whether or not he's what everybody thought he was. I think Ryan Strom could end up being a good acquisition as well. Yeah, lots of depth at forward. Yeah, I still sometimes wonder about their secondary scoring, but we'll see. And Mark, who is the chaff of the Pacific Division? Well, everybody's going to want to pick on the expansion team, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights will definitely have many losses showered upon them this year. But, you can uh, bet on it. You could. You could make a bet in Vegas on how bad that team is going to be. But I think the Vancouver Canucks are giving them a run for their money. Ooh. This team is also a mess Trending downward, they still have the children of the corn, a.k.a. the Sedin sisters, but uh, I think they've seen better days. Uh, it's just kind of a team that needs to just curl up and die and stop fighting and start anew, but for some reason they're refusing to do so. I think it's going to be another painful yeah, year in Vancouver. Sign? Oh, they brought Sir. in, oh yeah, Sir Thomas Vanek, oh boy. One of your favorites. Yeah, the sinking ship just added a giant lead weight to it, so uh, I think it's going to be an absolute mess over there. All right, John, and who is your seed in the Pacific? Yeah, speaking of sinking ships, this team was in the same boat as Vancouver was not so long ago. That's the Calgary Flames. They've really turned a page, and they have an exciting young group of forwards and a super deep defense. If you look at their defense, I really like it. I think it's one of the best in the league. Yeah, I would say just behind Nashville. Yeah, possibly, and with Ryan Ellis out, you might say it is the best. Um, Shoring up their goaltending a little bit with veteran Mike Smith, who's a great puck handler. And that might complement their defense quite well. So I think that Calgary is a city that really has a lot to look forward to out of their hockey club. Too bad they don't have a real NHL rink yet, but maybe one day that'll get done as well. All right, and that wraps up our divisional preview. Divisional preview.
We're back. That was Wheat Song. Was that Muhammad Abdul Wahab? It sure was. Huh, must have been one of his lesser known tracks. Coming up in our next segment, we have Judge John. Yeah, well, Jeff and I, we spend a lot of time arguing about various things NHL related. No, we don't. We just had an argument the other day about which team was going to... What are you talking about? What are you talking all right, about? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, these guys are always at each other's throats. So we've decided to do a segment where we've selected a number of topics. And I am going to judge who is in the right and who is in the wrong. Well, Jeff's usually in the wrong. Hey, we'll decide that right now in court. Bailiff? Yes, Your Honor. What is the first case on the docket? Case number 3825 is the impact of a newly acquired goalie. So the court will hear arguments about which newly acquired goalie will be most impactful for their team. Mr. Mark Cechnina, you have the floor first. Well, thank you very much, Honorable Mr. Snowden. Uh, I must first remark that that robe looks absolutely ravishing on you. It really brings out the color in your eyes. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Mike Smith was a great goaltender for many years, but he's been mired on a horrible hockey club. Finally, he's been rescued, and he's been moved to a team in Calgary with one of the great defense corps in the league, having just added Travis Hamanick. They have a big four. Good young forwards. And I think his true talents are going to shine through, and he's going to push Calgary to the next level, and they're going to challenge for the Pacific Division crown. Your Honor, Your Honor, may I, may I please, please? Yes, please wait. Yes. Mr. Rollerman, the floor is yours. Thank you, Your Honor. I would like to suggest that Ben Bishop will be the best acquired goaltender in the offseason for the Dallas Stars. I really think that... That big stiff, are you kidding me? Order in the court, sir. The Dallas Stars made a couple of big acquisitions with uh, Alexander Radulov up front, Mark Mathot on D. Uh, their, their weakest uh, point has always been their goaltending with Lettinen and Niemi, and I really feel like this year Bishop is going to lead them into the playoffs. Okay, well, I believe I've heard enough. The court is ready to give its verdict. Well, Ben Bishop certainly seems like a welcome addition to the Dallas Stars, the court questions their depth, scoring depth, and depth at defense and has decided to side with Mr. Chaknita and Mike Smith. <sighs> Huzzah! The court is ready to hear the second case on the docket. Bailiff? Your Honor, the next case, number 8564A, is the Rookie of the Year. The court will hear arguments on Rookie of the Year. Mr. Jeff Rolleman, I believe you have the floor first. Thank you, Your Honor. I would like to make the case for Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. This guy had a fantastic world junior. He also had a great collegiate career uh, at Boston College, and I believe he will be the Rookie of the Year. Thank you, sir. Mr. Mark Cechnita? While I do respect the argument made by my esteemed colleague, Mr. Rollman, I must disagree strongly. A defenseman will always have more impact than a forward. What? No way. Come on. Order Excuse me. Court. I believe it's Order my in turn. Order the court. Judge, can you please... Order in the court... Mr. Rollerman, you will allow Mr. Chaknita to finish his argument. Sorry, sir. Judge, may I continue? Continue, please. It's a simple formula. Talent plus opportunity equals success. Charlie McAvoy has both the talent and the opportunity. He'll be getting big minutes in Boston. He already proved it last year in the playoffs. Performed admirably. And I think he's going to be the standout player this year. He's going to be the Zach Wierenski of last year. Just that this year there is no Austin Matthews. There is no Patrick Laine. So the cheese will stand alone. And he will stand alone atop the summit of the rookie mountain. Charlie McAvoy, rookie of the year. 
Thank you for your arguments, gentlemen. I, I do believe that the court is now ready to render its verdict. While Charlie McAvoy seems like he has the ability to be an elite talent or at least a top-pairing defenseman, the court has decided to side with Jeff Rolleman and Clayton Keller. Oh, that's hogwash. Yes. Hogwash. Thank you, Order. Thank you, Order, Order, sirs. Order in the court. Your arguments have been heard, and the court sides with Mr. Rolleman. Defensemen simply take too long to develop. Zach Warensky. The verdict has been rendered, sir. Warensky. Zach. That is enough, Mr. Chechnita. We will be moving on to the third case on the docket. Bailiff? Your Honor, case number seven, Stanley Cup winner. All right, the court will hear arguments on who they believe will be the winner of the Stanley Cup in the 2017-18 season. Mr. Mark Chechnita, I believe it's your turn to start your argument. Well, this is easy. They came within a couple games last year, the Nashville Predators. They're returning this great top four D they have. They have a lot of great forwards up front, most of whom are young and only getting better. Kevin Fiala is healthy. Ryan Johansson is healthy. They're hungry for it, and I think this is the year they push it over the top. Pittsburgh lost Nick Benino to who? The Nashville Predators. How could you not pick the Nashville Predators to win the Stanley Cup this year? Your Honor, Your Honor, please. Mr. Rolleman, you will respect the rules and protocols of this court. Now it is your turn to speak, but I will remind you in the future to wait until you're called upon. Thank you, Your Honor. I would like for you to examine the evidence. And the last two seasons, the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. And the last season, they put out living the Nashville in the Predators. Order, living sir, in the past. Order, allow counsel to finish his statement. Sir, please. The Pittsburgh Penguins will three-peat as Stanley Cup champions. Is that your argument, sir? That is my well, closing that, argument. The case do. is closed. The court has heard your arguments and is disappointed, dismayed, frankly, by your lack of imagination. You've simply picked the teams from last year's final. Uh, Mr. Rolleman was particularly unadventurous with his pick, choosing the Stanley Cup winner from the last two seasons. And for that reason, the court sides with Mr. Chechnina and the Nashville Predators. Come on, Jeff. Get it together. Order man. in the court. The court has one more case to hear. Bailiff, what is the last case on the docket? Your Honor, case number 5265439425. Thank you, Bailiff. Thank you. 849625744. Thank you very much, Bailiff. 92653. Thank you, Bailiff. Four. Who will win the Art Ross? Connor McDavid versus The Field. Well, the court will hear arguments. This is a binary argument. You're either Connor McDavid or the field, but given the, your history, I assume that you will disagree, gentlemen. Mr. Jeff Rolleman, you have the floor. Your Honor, I'd like to make the case for the field. I mean, come on. Um, look at who else is out there. Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko, um, Kucherov in Tampa Bay, the list goes on and on. I don't think you could say that Connor McDavid will win the, the Art Ross at all. I object. Object on what basis, Mr. Chechnita? It's malarkey. That's the basis. There will be order in the court. Are you finished your statement, Mr. Rolleman? Yes, I am. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. Chechnita, the floor is yours. All right. Well, it's very simple. Know your history, Mr. Rolleman. In the era of Gretzky, he won the scoring title almost every single year. Then, the era of Crosby, same thing. This is now the era of McDavid, and he will be the one who reigns supreme. That's a lie. This man does not know his history. That's a lie. You do not know your history. That's a goddamn lie. Order in the court. Mr. Chechnita, please finish your statement. And I will. And let us go back into this rich history of the NHL. 
a history where Wayne Gretzky won the scoring title seven years in a row. Connor McDavid is the Wayne Gretzky of his generation, and he will win the scoring title. Maybe not seven years in a row, but certainly two. And it's the truth. The truth? The truth. You don't know the truth. You can't handle the truth. I've had enough. The court has had enough, and it's almost lunch. I've heard your arguments. And Mr. Chechnita, while there's no denying Connor McDavid's talent, I find it simply unreasonable to assume that one of the players that Mr. Rolleman mentioned does not have as good a chance of winning the Art Ross this season. And given Connor McDavid's injury history, we find it unlikely. Injury history? That What's your sample size? Sir, on that? sir, there will be order in this court. We have had enough. You are in contempt. I do have contempt for you this kangaroo court. You are in contempt court. of court. This sir, is a joke. Bailiff, bailiff, can, can you remove Mr. Jacknita from the court? With We've pleasure. had enough. We've had enough. Get your hands off of me! Resistance is futile. Animal! Oh. First thing rolls off my tongue when he does that one is peanut butter. What are you guys, like prima donna perfect? Being one of the better players in our league, never to win anything. So what he should do is just shut up. It's not been a good day. I lost my glasses early this morning. I had to go buy a pair of $79 reading glasses today. 79, 79 bucks. You can get you can literally get them at uh, Costco three for twenty. We're back. That was Wilco and Billy Bragg against the law, and uh, along with a few of our favorite coaches' quotes. Hey Jeff, I think it's time for your favorite segment. Yeah, I think it's uh, time for a little Ask the Commissioner action where Jeff rambles on endlessly about things that he's pretty sure he knows about. <laughs> Ask the Commish. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have gotta dress your players. Gotta dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. Alright, we're taking your letters, your emails, and your tweets. Uh, what do we got there, Mr. Snowden? Whoa, 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 hang on. Before we get to that, let, we should probably address the elephant in the room here. Uh, everything between you boys, it's okay, right? Yeah, I think we're okay. Mark, uh, we okay? I'm a little shocked at how I was manhandled, I think unjustly. Well, you know, it was pretty shocking. Uh, tasers will do that to you. I'm sure the bailiff <laughs> apologizes. Yeah, where is he anyway? Uh, he's been cleared of the room. Alright, well if he's out of here, then I think we can carry on. Alright, let's get to it, boys. Mark, what do you got there? Uh, I've got an email here from Donk from Kingston. Uh, Donk writes, Every season it seems like a coach is unjustifiably fired for an underperforming team. I don't think it's fair, but the general always has to fall on his sword. Who's it going to be this year? Ooh, boy, coach. Uh, I'm going to say Paul Maurice. Why? From, well, from the Winnipeg Jets. You know, a lot of people thought that he might be fired in the offseason. It seems as though the Jets have brought him back. But this is a team that has never played well defensively. And I think Paul Maurice, I think he's made the playoffs five times in the last 20 years. And um, I don't know, I just think maybe they need a fresh voice in the locker room in Winnipeg. I could see that happening. I could see it unraveling. Certainly. I could certainly see that happening as a Jets fan, yeah. I think it's time for him to go. Well, I think I've got another pretty good candidate to get the axe early, and that's Pete DeBoer in San Jose. Really? 
Well, yeah. yeah, I think the Pacific Division, uh, we got a few teams rising up. Uh, the Flames are going to be better. The Oilers have a lot of good young talent. I think they're going to be stronger Tough this division. year. Tough it division. is. Well, it is and it isn't. But I think that uh, in San Jose, they've grown accustomed to being amongst the top teams in that division. Uh, they have an aging core. Joe Thornton's coming back from major knee surgery. They lost Patrick Marlowe in the offseason. The back end is not looking that strong either. I think that if they get off to a rough start, that uh, the finger might be pointed at the coach before they make any big changes. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to be a team on the decline, and when that happens, usually the coach is the first one to go. Yeah. yeah. And John, who do you have? Uh, you Well, it seems like you guys have picked the two candidates that I would think would be at the top of the list. Um, yeah. there's who, a, there's, who do you got in the hot seat? Well, I mean, there's a number of other coaches. we got Dave Haxtell in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think he would be the first sure. to go. Um, Jeff Blashill in Detroit, but yeah. Detroit, you know, big hockey uh, markets. Yeah, these are big hockey markets. Low expectations, for exactly. Those teams, low though. expectations, yeah. and Jared Bednar in, in Colorado again, yeah. where the expectations are super low. Super low. Yeah. Show so up that, for that the might game. Help them out. Yeah, exactly. play the game. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you can't really blame the coach for their team's lack of success. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go totally off the board. Yeah. I'm gonna go. What do you got? John Tortorella. Oh, the what? reigning coach of the year. Yeah. Jack <laughs> Adams winner. But let's keep in mind, this is John Tortorella. This is a guy who we thought last year wouldn't last long. I mean, he coached the... Yeah, the American World Cup team. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that was a disaster. It was a disaster. And everything seemed to go right for him last year in Columbus. Everybody performed as well as I think they possibly can. And I don't think this year is going to go as well. And if there is any coach in the league that can lose the locker room in the blink of an eye, it is John Tortorella. And let's not forget his I shenanigans. Can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see I, it. I mean, his, his off-ice shenanigans. I can see him on the tarmac chasing. <laughs> it's, it's going to be Mike Sullivan. He's going to be chasing Mike Sullivan down the tarmac, throwing hockey sticks at the airplane. He's Oops. out. He'll sick his dogs on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You may disagree with me, and it, it's totally out there, but John Torts. Okay. Torts, I, Torts I he's out. I don't think you're that far off base. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I think uh, it's a little nutty, but uh, <laughs> let's go with it anyway. Torts is nutty. This is true. All right, Johnny. So, what do we have next? Email? Tweet? Uh, we have a tweet here from Out With Your Double Dans. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's always good to air out your double dans sure. on a hot Sunday. <laughs> sure it is. Um, and he says... I'm double tired of tepid predictions. You guys got something bold for this season? Bold. Bold. Bold, bold predictions. What bold. do we got? Jeff, you're a bold man. What do you got? Um, uh, this pains me to say it. It hurts to say it. I'm going to say that the Maple Leafs are going to miss the playoffs this year. Now, normally that would be quite normal to say, but after last year's excellent season, it hurts me to say that. So a return to normalcy. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not planning I a just, parade. I, but. I just think they're going to take a step back. They've got a lot of young talent, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they miss the playoffs going into the season. Right, well, you're a self-loathing Leaves fan. Mm. But uh, no surprise there, no the surprise there. proverbial dog that has been kicked one too many times. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you guys have? John? Well, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go opposite. I okay. got the Winnipeg Jets. I'm oh, going to talk about the Winnipeg yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But look, I think that the Winnipeg Jets, as you said, are going to fire Paul Maurice. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it mm -hmm. just after Thanksgiving. Um, Canadian Thanksgiving or American, American Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? After American Thanksgiving, they're going to fire Paul Maurice. And they're going to hire, I hope, they hire Dan Bilesma. I think he would yeah? be a perfect fit. Yes. Why? He's a player's coach. They have a young team with Shifley and... and Line A and Kyle Connor and Ehlers, all these guys. You think 
Lightning will strike in the bottle twice. Sure, yeah, I mean, just, just like when the Pittsburgh Penguins fired Michelle Therrien and hired Bilesma, and what happened? They won the Stanley Cup. True, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but this is my bold prediction. The Winnipeg Jets will make it to the Western Conference Final this year. All right. Bold and, prediction. Ooh, that is bold. Yeah. I think they bold. should actually... Hire Tarion, fire Tarion, and then hire Bilesman. Make it even bolder. <laughs> just bring him in yeah, for a day and be like, sorry, sure. Michelle, actually, we, uh, we don't really want to have yep. you on the team. We just wanted to, you know, we're, we saw the historical trend and we just thought it had to go this way. <laughs> sure. sure. And, and what about you, Mark? Um, well, if I was to stay true to form, I guess I'd do something about the Montreal Canadiens, but uh, I'm going to steer clear of them. I have been thinking about them too much lately, so uh, Good. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues, actually, and I think that they're going to miss the playoffs now. Really? Listen, oh. Well, listen yeah. to this list Negativity. of... Listen to this list of injured players they have right now. So Robbie Fabry, uh, he's out for the year. Yeah, that hurts. It does. Good, young, talented forward. Alexander Steen's going to start the year hurt. Patrick Berglund's banged up. Zach Sanford, and another massive loss on their back end. Jay Bowmeister is going to be yeah, a significant yeah. I, chunk I, I of the time. I think that one hurts most of all. He's he's an underappreciated guy that really fills a depth role. Jay Bow, yeah, definitely, yeah. He's good for hurt. a solid 20, 22 minutes a night. I mean, that's sure. really tough to replace. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think because of that, and because of the fact that they're in arguably the toughest division in hockey, it's going to be a really rough start, which they're not going to be able to recover from, and mm-hmm. they're going to miss out on the playoffs. And that's you know that's a team that's usually a lock for the postseason. Yeah, that's a team that the Jets are going to leapfrog. Maybe, maybe. Right to the conference final, right, John? (laughs) Okay, so, Mark, what do you got there? I've got an email here from Leroy. He writes, Hey, boys, I just hawked my wedding ring after a cold run at the crafts table. I hate Vegas. (laughs) What do you make of this new hockey team? Is it going to be a success, or will it go down in flames like my marriage? Oh, Oh, Leroy. (laughs) Tough weekend. Yeah, I am not a fan of the NHL adding their 31st team in Las Vegas. I just don't think it's a hockey market. I've never been a fan of of hockey in the desert. It just does not seem like a market for the NHL. I am not a fan whatsoever. I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's a, it's definitely a unique market and picture this. It's mid-January. You're from Edmonton or Calgary or Winnipeg. And you want to get out of town for a while. Your team happens to be in Las Vegas playing a game. So maybe you call up your travel agent, uh, get a little travel package going. You head down, catch a game on a Friday or a Saturday. You stick around, maybe play a few table games and make a weekend of it. Sure, sure. But, I mean, do you really want your fans to be from out of town? Don't you want hometown fans? Wouldn't it make more sense for expansion to happen in, in a city like Seattle or, or Portland or Quebec City, a town that actually likes hockey, where the people that live there really like hockey, wouldn't that be better? Yeah, to me, I mean, Seattle just makes sense. I, I really think the NHL should be in Seattle. And I always worry about match fixing. I don't know. I know a lot of people don't think that happens in professional hockey, but I think it should be a concern. Yeah, I mean, fixing. if it's ever going to happen, it would happen by bringing a team to Las Vegas. I don't know. I just don't see it, guys. I don't think that's a big concern. And I agree that I'd like to see Seattle getting a team. But hey, we're at 31 now. We'll get back to an even number. So let's make Seattle number 32. Uh, sure. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, I think that they've made a team. And so I do wish them the best. But I think they could have maybe gone somewhere else. All right, boys. We should wrap this up here. What, what do we got? What's the last one there, John? Um, yeah. Um, you know those salmon rolls we had earlier? I'm going to have to take a little break. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. I told but, you, man. <laughs> I know, just I know. Destroying it too many. They were so good, but yeah, they were a little weird. So oh. I'll, be, I'll be right back. Hang uh, on. Okay. Uh, okay, Mark, I guess you're reading Yeah, this yeah, last sure, one. sure. I got this one. Okay, this comes from Dirk Stammond, uh, and he writes, My daughter is off to play collegiate hockey in the United States, and she has had several hockey player boyfriends in the past. Ooh, dangerous stuff. Uh, I'm not sure about how you guys feel about it, but I think the hockey players of my generation were salt-of-the-earth kind of guys, whereas nowadays, well, not so sure. I'm hoping for the best for her, but I can't say I'm not worried. Do you guys have any thoughts to put my mind at ease? Wow, that's an essay, hey? Whew, boy. Well, I mean, hockey players aren't like Jean Beliveau or Peter Mahavlich anymore. But I think there's still lots of great guys out there for your daughters. Well, who are you thinking? Have you got a name on the top of your list there? <sighs> Boy, I'm going to go with Carrie Underwood's husband, Mike Fisher. Well, he's a married man. Well, Mike Fisher, you know, he's from Peterborough. I went to university in Peterborough. I love that town. He's a good Christian boy. He's a hard worker on the ice. Uh, and let's face it, he's, he's handsome. I can't deny that. He's a pretty handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not even an NHL player anymore, is Well, he? okay, there's a bit of a technicality there. Well, an age gap as well. Well... She's going to college, right? <laughs> Who do you got, Mark? Who do you got? Well, um, probably no surprise to our listeners, I'm going to go with P.K. Subban. Oh, okay. Now, let me give you my reasons why. I think yeah. it's a pretty well-reasoned argument. Uh, first of all, very successful. He is. An up-and-coming star in the league. Big uh, contract. Well, he's already a star in the league. Big contract, so yeah. financial security is always nice. Sure. Very generous man. Look at all the money he's donated to the Montreal Children's Hospital. He's also been doing some charitable work in Nashville. So, hey, a good guy on and off the ice. Sure. And, well, not to mention the fact that he is a pretty handsome man. He is very handsome. Million-dollar so smile. He's coming back here. Oh, okay. Johnny's back. Johnny, How are you feeling there, buddy? Uh, okay. Fine, fine. Yeah, everything's great. Uh, anyway, I'm just talking about P.K. Sure Subban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, he's sure. handsome. Sure he is. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to pick somebody, I've always thought that I would like to live on a farm, but I'm not much of a farm man myself. So, like, if I were to marry an NHL player, I'd want him to like sort of pull the weight away. No, 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 John. No, no, no. Hang on. I don't think you heard the letter. But I would like Jonathan Taves, man. I would marry him. I mean, he's a he's a Manitoba kind of boy. I would totally marry. You totally missed that part, man. I think you might not have heard. No, he's great. He would. Pull the weight. Of, I mean, I would like to sit around and read books and hammocks and stuff like that. I mean, I might pitch in from time to time, milk some cows or whatever. Oh, hey, Johnny, he, let me stop you. I'm right sure there. you would make a lovely couple. Yeah, yeah, no, guy. definitely, definitely. But th that was not the question. Actually, the question was if you had a daughter, just like our uh, our writer here, he was talking about how he had a daughter oh. who would be a good match oh. for her. So not necessarily for you, oh. not for you, John. <laughs> okay. I think you're, you'd make a pretty who would you, who would you, daughter. Which NHL player would you set up with your daughter? Yeah. Oh, well. Tapes. So you're still going tapes. <laughs> I'm still going, going tapes. Tapes. Go tapes. Well, yeah. if he's good enough yeah, yeah. for you, I'm sure exactly. he must be good enough no, for you. I think your daughter right? might have to be looking over her shoulder, though, <laughs> given what we just heard. <laughs> okay. So that was the last of it, Mark, or we got some more? Well, the mailbag's still bursting, but uh, I think that's about all we have time for today. But rest assured that at our quarter season Mark show, we're going to have uh, plenty more Ask the Commission questions. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com, or you can also tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. So uh, keep them coming, people. All right, boys. That about does it for us. I hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time, time. Hope you had, hope you had.